Welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast. And is this the week that we finally get a top prospects call to the majors? It makes a lot of sense, and we'll see if the Pirates make it make sense, but it makes a lot of sense for this player to come up this week. Also, after last week's poor set of series, there were some good performances of note. So we'll get into that today as well as talking about <coughs> the series against the St. Louis Cardinals and who might be a part of the doubleheader tomorrow against the NL Central foes, as well as our predictions with Gary Morgan for the week. Of course, my name is Ethan Smith of the Locked On Pirates podcast. You are being joined here today on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find this on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, pretty much anywhere where you get your podcast. And thank you for making me your first listen of the day every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, on the ticker on the bottom, you'll see my Twitter and the at Locked On Pirates Twitter on the bottom the entire episode. So with that said, let's have a fun episode with Gary Morgan. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast. Of course, when you see Gary Morgan on the screen, you know it's Monday. It is Monday, June 13th. And I think everybody's happy that a new week has started. Despite, however, some people see a week starting, some people think the week starts on Sunday. I always think it starts on Monday. Um, but the Pittsburgh Pirates are probably very happy to be out of last week's debacles of just a bunch of different things. Except the fact that before we get into uh, that in the next segment, I will say the Atlanta series looks a ton worse than it really was, I think. That's just my thoughts on that, but we'll get into that later. But, of course, on Mondays we are joined by the wonderful Gary Morgan, who last night and Friday, I believe, on Inside the Bucks Basement, his awesome website that I occasionally write for, brought up the idea of a certain top prospect finally making his debut in Pittsburgh in 2022 this year. Let me, before we get into this, I'm tired of hearing it. I'm going to fix everybody's notion. O'Neill Cruz is not making his MLB debut. He made it last year in October. He already has his first hit. He already has all that. All of that is past. Can he still win Rookie of the Year? Yes, he played two games. He's still rookie eligible. Anyways, Gary, you've been hearing rumblings about it. I started noticing rumblings about it. No, I'm not part of the media, so Gary probably has a better gauge of this than I do. But what day or what time are we expecting the unicorn to finally leave Narnia or as they like to call it Indianapolis and finally make the call to Pittsburgh I think it'll be this Friday um, beginning of the new home stand for the Pirates uh, makes a lot of sense for a whole lot of reasons uh, on top of it's what I've heard and um, I'm seeing that other bigger and more important names than me out there are reporting it to Jason Mackey's starting to, to post some rumblings. 
Dayon Kovacevic is saying, you know, by this Friday. So, I mean, he's even leaving the door open that it could be earlier than that. Um, but I, I do believe Friday it's going to happen. And how could it not? I mean, what he's done in the last two weeks, he's he's just crushing the ball. He's crushing yep. the ball. And, and even defensively, he's kind of cut down on the airs quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. So, uh, he's going to come up here on, I believe, Friday, and I believe he will be your starting shortstop at least for a good stretch once he yeah. comes up here. And to even further go to your point, and I know on the last couple of uh, episodes you've been on, we've talked about sample sizes being not overly important. They're, they're not overly unimportant. They're not like the the make or break to a player's career here. But since May 1st, O'Neill Cruz, I looked this up, uh, is hitting 274, 381, and 538. That plays, I would assume. Since May 1st, Pirates shortstops are hitting 181, 246, and 275. I don't think it takes a... NASA scientists to figure out that 274 is a ton better than 181. Now, there's a caveat to that, looking at who's been playing shortstop and all that stuff. There's certain guys pulling that number down and certain guys pulling that number up. But, at this point, when do the excuses stop for bringing up O'Neill Cruz? You don't have an excuse anymore. After this past week, which we'll get into... You're 10 games under 500 now. You're doing what you want. I've, I've told everybody who listens to this podcast, and I've heard people say it, this team isn't trying to win this year. They never were. Me and Gary talking about optimism last week when before they went on this skid of six games was valid. They were four games under 500. That, that was valid optimism. I think they'd be happy to win. You know, and I think they try yeah. to win. I mean, they're, they're trying to put up good players, and they're, they're trying to put together a decent rotation. It's just, it's a work in progress. That's what this year yep. is. I told everybody, I mean, really two years ago, but I reinforced it before this year. Come September, you will like the way this team looks. It will, yep. it will be more interesting to you. You will have questions going into the offseason that you did not have last offseason. There's going to be a lot of, man, and we didn't even see this guy. And, man, where's the where's this guy figure in? <laughs> it's going to be pretty cool, man. And I think by the end, I think we'll probably like it. And with some trading, I do believe there's still going to be some trading. Um, I don't think you're going to change the makeup all that much. No. Now, Cruz, I, think, I just think everybody just needed to maybe embrace the, the reality a long time ago. Of course, they're they're doing Super 2 with, with O'Neill Cruz. And yeah. this team, I, I really don't even care who the owner is. It just is not going to be paying for somebody that has the potential to become what he becomes. So you may not like it now, and I get that, and it may be wrong, and you, you, know, you want to whine about all that stuff. The players left that ability in there in the CBA. The owners left that ability in there in the CBA. Nobody looked to address it. It is what it is. Yep. And uh, six years from now, you might just be very happy that they did this. 
whether you yeah. admit it or not. <laughs> that's, and that's all the there thing. is to it. And that's the driving point I always made about it is like, cool, we get to deal without O'Neill Cruz for three or four months and then keep him for an entire extra year, six years from now. So, yeah. I mean, and much like committing a crime, you always have to say allegedly because you know you don't really know when that date is, even though I'm pretty sure we're all past it. So, yeah, at some point, I, I love that Super 2 is always like this mythical being, like, you never know when it starts, you never know where it's at, it just kind of happens. It's like it's like the MLB front office gets bored and they're like, okay, well, Super 2, yeah, okay, that's done, next sort of business. That, that's really how it feels, because for people who don't know, Super 2 does not have a specific date. It never has. It just kind of happens. It's it's really weird. I'll, I'll be a, honest. There is a formula for it, but it's it's a convoluted formula. You probably have an easier time figuring out E equals MC squared than you would when the Super 2 date is, but everybody generally accepts when it, it kind of expires. Yeah. They usually overshoot it by a week or two just to make sure. And, and that's all that's happening here. And, and again, it's not explaining it and understanding it and, and getting past it is not an endorsement of it. I don't like the system. But again, I, I kind of blame the players and the owners for not changing it. So, yeah, you, know, you leave loopholes in, guess what? You leave loopholes in the tax code, guess who's not going to pay them? People that have enough money to make sure they don't have to. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the other cool thing about this is looking into the player-based incentives, though. It's going to be real interesting to see if O'Neill Cruz, when he comes up, how he plays and if he can get into that rookie of the year conversation, because I still think he has plenty of time to do so. Some people would say no. I don't I, think I'm so not. this year. Yeah, too the late. The only reason I don't is because, I mean, just think about the work he'd have to do just to catch Jack Sawinski. And Jack Sawinski's not even the, the top rookie right now. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, you probably have uh, Mackenzie Gore that, that I think is probably leading all rookies oh, right yeah. now, and very good chance he's going to win it if he finishes out the way he has. Um, but, I mean, just to catch up to Jack, he'd have to do some work, right? I mean, like, it, it's not it's not a given. We'll just mm-hmm. say that. And with you bringing up Jack Sawinski, we're going to get into, albeit the series were not great in terms of wins and losses, but right now wins and losses or whatever at this point, I guess. Uh, but there were some notable um, performances in those games that we got to see. But before we get into that, of course, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started using Athletic Greens because, you know, I didn't have the time. I wanted better gut health, more energy, an optimized immune system, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes good. And I wanted to see what the hype was all about. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things you need for a productive day. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. 
while still tasting good. It also supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness, and it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing, and it even costs you less than $3 a day, which we all know with high gas prices right now, we want to save money however we can, and it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So yes, the pirates lost a lot this past week. Um, some of the games close and some games we'll talk about Saturday. Again, I don't know why it keeps happening on Saturdays, but the Pirates, they were banged on Saturdays for some reason. Um, but there was some notable stuff to talk about from a lot of these games, and uh, specifically younger guys. Uh, Tucapito Marcano continues to impress. Jack Sawinski continues to impress. But I think the most important one, um, excluding the young players, has to be the play of Brian Reynolds lately. It seems yeah. like he's finally getting to that point where whatever was bothering him in the beginning of the year, whatever slump he was in, finally seems like it's starting starting to move behind him now. And the importance of that for this baseball team, I don't think, is valued enough because at the beginning of the year, he was the lone all-star on the team because of the fact that Adam Frazier is no longer here. So he and already because has because of his start to the season, he's probably not going to be an all-star yeah, this no, year. No. Right? And it's really interesting too though because yes, Key Brian Hayes, I would say with his consistent play has been the best player on this team for the most part. But Brian Reynolds is meant to me to be overall the best player on this team. I mean, when we were talking in the offseason that was what he was. You were going into the season saying, Brian Reynolds is your best baseball player position-wise. David Bednar, I think, above all, is like said, I'm the best bullpen piece. Starting pitching is still figuring itself out. But Brian Reynolds coming back to form is huge for this team. Very. And, and I mean, without without Brian Reynolds being a star player... Uh, it's real hard to envision everything coming together and, and this team starting to form a little bit, right? Yeah. And and that, I could say the same for Cabrian Hayes. I could say the same for, like, if David Bednar got the yips and couldn't throw a strike anymore. When you start taking those pieces that are locked in as, yeah, we're we're pretty positive this is a good player, it kills you. So so you need Brian Reynolds to be Brian Reynolds. And, you know, if you look at his June numbers historically, I mean, he, this is what he does in June, and he's doing it again. So I, I do think that he'll he'll wind up being fine by the end of the year, probably have a really nice season. He's already got 10 home runs, so, I mean, he's on pace to, you know, at yep. least keep his power production up where it was. Not coming with a lot of guys on base, that's been an issue. 
um, runners in scoring position has been crushing what little offense this team does have. Yeah, so. it's not good. It's not good. Uh, yeah. Loading what you said about Brian Reynolds in June, he does actually have the second best batting average in the month of June all time with a minimum of 200 plate appearances. So gives you an idea that Brian Reynolds is a very good baseball player in the month of June. Uh, I wish there was like little wordplay that we could play there with Brian Reynolds about the month of June and Brian Reynolds, but not really thinking of anything right now. Um, of course, another guy, as we mentioned, the younger guys, Tucapino Marcano yesterday, three for four. I'm loving more and more what I'm seeing from him. And yeah. people keep bringing it up, and I want to finally bring it up on this podcast. As I remember last year when we traded Adam Frazier to the Padres, a lot of people said, this trade looks a little shaky. And it still can be. But from what we've seen from Jack Sawinski with the power element, what we're seeing from Marcano in this small sample size, if they continue to do this kind of thing, this trade starts to look better every single day. And that's not even including the fact that they got uh, Michelle Milano in there as well. Um, yes, his name is Michelle Milano, not Mitchell Milano. And then you have the other Padres trade, which I might be getting the two confused, but I know Hudson Head is another young guy in the system that could potentially make some noise among the other guys involved in that trade as well. But I think there's a big emphasis on the fact that Marcano is making a strong statement to be the second baseman for a while. He certainly is. I mean, and this is one of those things where, you know, a while ago people wanted to ask, well, who goes when Cruz comes up? And I would always be like, I don't know. I, well, the reason that I don't know is because I think they actually have a pretty sincere open competition going on for mm-hmm. for positions right now and spots in this roster. And if you asked me two weeks ago whether Marcano or Diego Castillo was likely to go down, I would have told you Marcano every single day. And and now I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. I, I kind of like what he provides at the top of the lineup. They've been batting leadoff now. He's playing really solid defense. He's shutting some pop. He's got this knack for slap hitting, which I don't think anyone else really does. He seems to just be more than happy to take those singles and let his speed turn it into something else. Yep. I I think you need players like that. You know, you can't have everybody swinging for the fences, especially people that shouldn't be. Yeah. So I I like what he provides, and I think he's kind of carved out a little niche for himself. He certainly at least made himself part of the conversation, whereas before the season, I don't think there were a lot of people really putting much stock in him. So, me included. I mean, he's, he's exceeded my expectations for what I thought he could provide up here. Oh, yeah, and it, I, I also think it's hilarious, by the way, too, that, like, all of these rookies that are coming up are all left-handed, like Cal yeah, Mitchell, Jack Sawinski, Marcano. It's all like, they have, and it's really the next level, too. O'Neal Cruz, Kane Smith, the Jigba, Mason Martin, you know, uh, Bly Madras. And, yeah, so and, that's, and that's where I think the front office is going to have to go and look and say, hey, we're going to have to get some righties here. Because if they don't, and they start becoming a competitive team, and you have all these players batting left-handed, you get into a wild... Well, is the wild card still a thing again? No, it's not. I forgot. New playoff format. (laughs) Ha-ha! Pirates avoid it. Yeah, you know, they finally fix it. Freaking, sorry. I always get so mad about that. Dude, 
I've like literally again. I'm 23 years old to everybody watching. There's much people. There's old people that are older than me that have seen way worse happen to the Pirates. I'm sure. But when you watch this team, and that's the only time I've ever seen them win, and they had the second best record in baseball and lose to Jake Arrieta. Now I see that they changed the playoff format and they could have avoided that completely or still played them, but played three games against them makes it a little annoying. Well, but, you know, you can not worry about the old people because they're just still irritated there is a wild card. Yeah. You know, we remember when you had to win the NL West or NL East in order to get into the playoffs to begin with. So, um, yeah. I think you're you're kind of preaching to the choir a little bit, but we've also let the horse out of the barn. So that is it true. Is what it is. As far oh, as yeah. like the lefty righty thing, though, with the Pirates, I think if you look at the splits, some of these lefties actually hit lefties better than they hit righties. Like Marcano is one of those actually. Um, so it may not be as mission critical as as you know it seems. But I do think, still, you're going to have to get some kind of right-handed power option. Somebody's got to come through there. Maybe that's going to be Piguero. Maybe that's Gonzalez. You know, Henry Davis. It's not like we don't have those in the system. It's just they're not here. And Oh, yeah. You know, let's not pretend that next year we're not playing the exact same game with with Nick Gonzalez and Leopard Piguero and potentially Henry Davis when the time comes. So... I'm not. I'm not going to get too out in front of that. But. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's going to look exactly the same next year. I think you're going to be dealing with the same stuff, just different names. You guys know the old age-old adage: same bleeps, different day. But of course, right before we actually start previewing St. Louis and Pittsburgh, St. Louis now first place in the NL Central because it seems like nobody wants to win this division. If you want to bet on who's going to win this division. Make sure you go to Bet Online. Of course, Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. If you want to bet on Pirates and Cardinals tonight, the Cardinals are minus 185 favorites, meaning if you bet $100, you will win $85. Uh, the Pirates, of course, if I look right now, are plus 165. So if you bet $100, you'll win $165, if I'm doing my math correctly. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Pirates, of course, losers of their last five. The Cardinals, winners of two out of their last five. So not exactly two hot teams. So maybe you want to go bet on this game. Maybe bet the under on runs or over on runs, however you want to do it. For, find all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA Finals, the NHL Finals, or the Stanley Cup Finals, sorry, MLB, and, of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. And, of course, BetOnline is where the game starts. Previewing this Cardinal series, there was a very big missed opportunity tonight, and I am mad. The pitching matchup tonight is Mitch Keller versus Zach Thompson. I know what you're going to say. You wanted to see Zach Thompson versus Zach Thompson. I would have I loved to see Zach Thompson versus Zach Thompson. Do you know how cool it was to see uh, William Contreras versus Rowanzi Contreras? It was dope. You love to see that kind of thing. 
But, you know, it's okay. We'll watch Mitch Keller pitch, who, by the way, has not looked that bad over the last couple starts, I would say. Not great. Not anything to write home about. But you look at the uh, pitching matchups, as we always do when we preview a series. You have Keller versus Thompson. And then the doubleheader game one has the Pirates listed with uh, Libertor and Brubaker. And then game two, of course, is undecided versus Miles Mikolos or Michaelis, and then Contreras versus Palante. So interesting pitching matchups all around. Again, as I mentioned, the Cardinals are now number one in the division. So we'll see how that all pans out here. Yeah. What do the Pirates need to do to get back on track against the St. Louis Cardinals? St. Louis Cardinals have their number, man. I don't know. Um, I didn't think this was going to be a fun eight-game stretch. I still don't. Um, I don't necessarily expect a lot of good. You'd like to think they can split a doubleheader. You know? Kind of hope that anyway. Um, I'm wondering who they're going to call up to pitch that game. Or if they're going to call anyone up at all. Uh, Part of me thought might be a good time to go ahead and make uh, O'Neill Cruz the extra man for the doubleheader and just bring him up that day and just leave him here. But, I mean, it could be a pitcher. If it is, man, I kind of feel like it has to be Cody Bolton. But I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if that's how I want to go. And you'd have to make a 40-man move, which they could do by putting Max Kranich on the 60-day I.L., um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they'll just go in-house. Maybe they'll let a bullpen game take over oh, and just have God. Crow open. Something like that. I don't we'll see what happens. An, I don't want to watch an opener again, Gary. I don't want to watch it again. It worked for like a month, and then they kept doing it, and it didn't work. <clears throat> I'm literally losing my voice because of it. Well, I mean, what if your alternative to that bullpen game was Bryce Wilson? Because it might be. <laughs> I think my silence speaks volumes for everybody that's not on YouTube there. Uh, you all saw my reaction. But, um, yeah, uh, that trade, by the way, getting into that now that we just played the Braves, I was talking to a couple Braves fans, and they said, how's Bryce Wilson doing? And I just clipped his stats. And they said, oh, he's not doing that great. I said, I mean, yeah, he, he's not. That trade didn't work out for either team, <laughs> like, at all. No, that, but, I mean, that trade Rodriguez wasn't as good as as his numbers said he was anyway. I mean, it was or a one-pitch pitcher. Or apparently this set either. Sorry. Yeah, he was a one-pitch pitcher he was, uh, you know, using. So, like, yeah. not great. Um, that was even pretending that he wasn't using the sticky stuff, which I think we all know he was. And, you know. His career is probably pretty much over. So, it is what it is. Bryce Wilson, maybe they could still turn him into something. We'll see. I Even think if it's a bullpen def- piece at some yeah, point. Yeah, that's what I was just about to bring up. I think after seeing what they did with Will Crow and the success he has, you might as well try it with everybody. Like, I mean, like if, if or not everybody, but like a starting pitcher who's struggling, you might as well try it. I mean, if it doesn't work... It doesn't work. It's just it's just how it is. I mean, they learned that the hard way with Cole Tucker. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It, it, I mean, 
And again, still phenomenal, by the way. I talked about that last week about how his career arc kind of led him back to Arizona. I think that's still a really cool thing for him, but he's technically not. Well, yeah, he is. He's, I think their triple A team is in Arizona. I always forget with minor league teams, man. It's it's all over the place. But predictions wise, I think we both kind of agree that this Cardinal series is going to be a little rough. It doesn't get any easier over the weekend against the San Francisco Giants. The last time we predicted this with a rough week was when they played the Dodgers and swept the Dodgers. So um, what do we expect in terms of a win total this week between two teams who I believe are the Giants leading their division right now or are the Dodgers still in first? Dodgers are still in first by a couple games. Okay, so two teams that are definitely going to be in the postseason, I think. I don't know if I'd go definitely on the Giants yet. I think that division's going to beat somebody down, and I don't know if they have the horses for the, the whole race. Um, but I think, uh, and the Dodgers with, with pitching are, they're actually hurting a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the, the window's open for the Padres if, if, if they could just somehow get out of their way and start playing like the super team they thought they assembled. But um, regardless of that, the the Pirates' record—I don't know, man. I think I think they'll do better in the home series than they will uh, in the St. Louis series. But I'd like to think they'll take one or two here. Let's uh, let's give them three wins this this stretch. Three and four. Yeah. I was going to lean more towards two and five. That's just where I was. But two to three wins sounds pretty good. I would say, but I mean, they have been very good against the NL West this year for some reason. I don't know what in the world, not, not just the Dodgers. I said the NL West. Uh, I think, have they lost a series to the NL West yet? I don't think so. Yeah. So, I mean, well, yeah, they did. Oh, they, Colorado. Yeah. They lost to the Rockies. Um, yeah. They ended up salvaging a sweep against the Rockies, by the way, by scoring 10 runs. I remember that game very vividly, actually, but Two, three wins this week. It's still going to be a fun week. We expect O'Neill Cruz to be up, hopefully, at some point this week. So, of course, I'll have an emergency podcast coming out whenever that does happen. On tomorrow's episode, we have a very special guest that's joining the Locked On Pirates podcast. So, everybody be out on the lookout for that tomorrow morning. It's going to be out bright and early for your listening pleasure. I'm very excited to have this person on, and it's going to be a fun time. Gary, anything you got going on special this week? By the way, that Pirates fan forum at the uh, downtown site was very, very cool. Yeah, I mean, another one of those. We're going to record another episode. Not not in the studio this week because uh, Jim and I are busy. <laughs> we're going we're to record at home this time. But, uh, yeah, another episode on Friday um, should drop, and hopefully we're talking about something really cool. And uh, yeah. five thoughts at five today, and uh, yeah, just keep up, keep following along, and watching the the kids turn into something. Oh yeah, and it's about that time where I tell you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The youth movement is still going on in Pittsburgh, and we will be here to follow it throughout the rest of the year and throughout the end of time, probably because it's the Pittsburgh Pirates. But you know, you you never know when things might turn a corner. Remember the Marlins in the COVID year. That's all I ever have to say. That's all I ever have to say. But with that said, guys, thank you so much and have a great rest of your Monday.